evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, March 29th, 2017. This is our 213th podcast of Guys Guys Radio. We're thrilled to be here and to celebrate that. We have a very special guest, the author of The Divorce Moms Dating Guide, uh, a dating coach, a professional relationship expert, and a very interesting, fascinating woman who's going to help us all out when it comes to relationships and dating. May Vu will bring her on shortly. Let's kick off the show and talk about what's going on out there in the whole guys, guys world where here we are and broadcasting live from New York City. And I'm pleased to say that the, I can still, the sun is still out. It has not gone down yet. So we know we're into springtime. You wouldn't know it by the weather we've had in the last week. It's just been rainy and dreary for about a week straight and cold. Uh, for this time of year and all of a sudden the skies parted today and the sun came out about midday and it's looking like springtime there's little buds on the trees and soon there'll be flowers I saw some crocuses the birds are chirping people have a little spring in their step and we're heading out of that long cold dreary winter in New York City where everything's gray and brown and black and uh, here we are, though, springtime. So that's good news, real good news. So what's happening out there in the world? Well, I guess, uh, you know, as usual, the big news out there, we have so much with our president and all of the activities he's up to. Now he's hired his, his son-in-law is going to become an efficiency expert for the government, even though he has no uh, experience there. And now he's hired his daughter as assistant to the president, which is a new role. But, of course, it's not nepotism. So we'll see what happens with that. In the meantime, the health care bill was put together pretty quickly, even though it took seven years to get the Republicans uh, off the mark to submit something. But once they had something, it really wasn't vetted through Congress the way things usually are. I mean, with Obamacare, which they keep trying to kill, that went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And there was I don't know how many different uh, uh, changes to that and uh, input from the Republicans and changes by the Senate. And it went through a lot before it was finally passed. Uh, This one was just kind of put out there and people thought, oh, it's going to pass. And uh, because the Republicans have both the Congress, both portions of the Congress and the, you know, they had the Senate and they have the president and they had to pull it. And it looks like a big defeat. And now they're stepping back and saying, hey, You know, we're going to come back with plan B. So let's see what they come up with. I think also a lot of people were upset because even though due to the insurance premiums with Obamacare, uh, the prices keep going up. But I think what people fail to recall is that before there was Obamacare, the insurance premiums were going up pretty darn fast also. And if you put this new plan in, they'd keep going up and a lot of people would lose their health care. So I think we got to be really careful, and it's a critical issue for our country because so many people need healthcare. So you know, with the how our food is now with GMOs, and it's it's, you know you have to be really careful what you eat. You have to be careful what you consume. You have to be careful what media consume. It's just a very tenuous society right now, so we have to be careful of everything, but not live in fear. You can choose love or fear. It all comes down to that. Every choice, love or fear, love or fear. And a lot of the stuff that comes at us is fear-based. So we have to be careful not to fall into that trap. So, you know, it's interesting. The last thing I'll mention about Trump is that 
you know, disruption is good because we were getting very close to globalism and a new world order and all of that. And so to have somebody come up, come in and shake things up is one thing. Disruption is good, but destruction is bad. So it's hard to get behind somebody when he wants to cut back on environmental regulations and things like that. And, you know, I know coal miners have had a hard time, but kind of trying to kick, kick back up the coal industry is like, you know, this other there's other forms of energy that we need, uh, solar power, water power, desalination of the ocean, et cetera. There's a lot of things we could do to get away from fossil fuels. So we'll see what happens there. We've got the baseball season coming up. I think Sunday is the opening day. Uh, you wouldn't know it by the weather. And I'm sure there'll be some cold days in early April for all the teams. Um, you've got the NCAA basketball final four with kind of three kind of surprise teams, new teams to the final four, Oregon, South Carolina, and Gonzaga. And then you've got good old North Carolina there, which I think will probably face Gonzaga in the finals. We'll see what happens. Should be a good, good weekend for basketball, college basketball. You've got the NBA kind of heading into, you know, by mid April, they get ready for the playoffs. So I think it's going to be interesting this year. There's no, besides the Warriors and the Cavs, there's no real clear cut top team. So we'll see if they meet up again in the finals. Um, elsewhere, um, I mentioned, uh, to you folks that I've been doing some Ayurvedic medicine and, uh, went through some treatments, detoxification, detoxification, and just, you know, general wellness stuff. And I'm down to one last treatment tomorrow. And then I just continue to take a bunch of supplements and the results have been outstanding. I feel great. What, what I've done is during that time when you're detoxing, I uh, was instructed, directed really to give up dairy, which actually became very easy. Um, you know, a couple of days off of dairy and you just forget about it. If we want milk, you can have coconut milk or almond milk and hemp milk and rice milk. So butter is tough uh, because you need it for cooking. But um, overall, dairy is pretty easy to kick. Obviously, sugar is a no-no and sugar is hidden in everything. So I have to be careful as to how I navigate uh, my food with sugar because there's a lot of hidden sugar. If you stay away from processed food too, that's a good idea. And, uh, you know, with the sugar that includes alcohol. So it's kept me clean and sober and, uh, and no fruit, um, after about 6 PM because fruit ferments in your body and also no citrus fruits because they're too sweet. They have sugars in them except for lemons. And beyond that, a whole bunch of supplements. I can read off some of the names of the supplements I have. Some of the standard ones, but these are all tested Ayurvedically uh, for their energy. And uh, so chlorella, fish oil, uh, you know, high potency vitamin C, and a bunch of stuff for the uh, uh, areas of the body that kind of drain stuff out. Hepatic, lymphatic, renalin. Magnesium, selenium, and magnesium is very important. Zinc, grape and all, and some powerful multivitamins. So I'm feeling fantastic, and I've really enjoyed the process. I'll be blogging about it soon. So before I bring my guest out, let's quickly do the Guy's Guy's Guide, and uh, then we'll get on with the show. Now, you all know the whole Guy's Guy's radio came out of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. I actually just had a book club sign up for it today. So we're going to have uh, some readers out in New Jersey. Uh, they're going to read the book. They're going to do their book club, and I'm going to come out and visit them and uh, sign all the books and give them some bookmarks and T-shirts. 
So if you have, if you're interested in that, um, hit me up on Facebook um, if you're in the tri-state area. Uh, Robert Manny author. I'm also on uh, Twitter, Robert Ma- at Robert Manny. YouTube, Robert Manny author. Uh, all podcasts of Blog Talk Radio are on iTunes. If you could subscribe, rate, review, that's a huge help to us. We're also on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And as I mentioned, tonight is our 213th podcast. Um, and my blog is on robertmanny.com. Uh, I do a weekly blog. And I usually base my Guys, Guys, Guide segment of the show off something that's coming up, upcoming on the blog. So I'll get into that in a moment. Again, the name of the book that the whole start of this whole Guys, Guys movement where men and women can be at their best, everyone wins, is the Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. And probably the easiest place and the best price right now is on Amazon where you can pick up the physical book or the ebook. So this week's Guys, Guys, Guide is about um, something I've been thinking about, which is uh, how do you kind of keep love alive? You know, everybody's been in a long-term relationship at some point or the other. Some people have been married for a long time. Some people get divorced. So how do you keep love, love alive? And, you know, you go from, you know, if you're a guy, you know, you see your girlfriend who maybe becomes your wife and you see her in her lingerie and looking really sexy and everything. And then, you know, when you've been married a couple of years and you walk past her and the bathroom door is open and she's on the toilet, whatever, and things change. You know, you get familiar and it's easy to let kind of let your guard down. So my number one tip is to pay attention because the fastest way for a guy to ruin his relationship is by not paying attention to his partner. No matter how bad things get, women will pay attention to the relationship. So if you're a guy, make sure that you put an effort in, check in with your lady, ask her how her day went, give her a hug every day and actively listen to her. That's not everything, but that's a good start. If you do nothing else, do that and try not to fart in bed. Um, Roll with the punches. You know, nobody's perfect. So you're both going to make mistakes and you're going to have arguments now and then you're going to say things that you regret, but don't take it personally and realize that she's coming from a place of love ultimately. And that there was a reason why you guys are together. So learn and grow and realize everyone's different. Um, And, you know, have your own space too. be willing to change. You've got to be in the flow. Uh, When I met my wife, I used to eat meat. She was a vegetarian. The first time we went out, I said, okay, I won't order a cheeseburger. And after that, I kind of forgot it. And sure enough, when we went out on the second date, she ordered fish. So I got off meat. She got on fish. We met in the middle and here we are married for a number of years and happy. And uh, I never have uh, regretted giving up meat. Also, you got to learn how to forgive. Again, as I said, we screw up all the time. We say things we don't mean. Don't hold a grudge, particularly with your partner. Don't go to bed mad. And last but not least, remember how and why you fell in love. It's easy to take our lover for granted. So if you find yourself and you're going down that track, and if you're a guy and your eyes start wandering, stop and think before you do something that could hurt your partner in a relationship. Remember why you fell in love, how you fell in love, and the qualities that endeared you to your lady. And if you can keep those things in mind, and for, for most of the time, at the bare minimum, you're going to keep it together. It's not easy, but you can keep it together. So we're going to bring our guest out in a moment. Okay, let's talk about Mevu. 
May was kind enough to send me an intro. The first guest I've ever had to send me an intro, and I am going to give the intro that she gave me and bring her on. I'm going to introduce you to someone who can dramatically transform your life and business, if you let her. That's a big claim, and that's why I'm here to personally introduce our special guest. It's important information that she's going to share. When you listen to May, you'll see why everybody who has listened to her and her concept in the past 20 years gets it. She transforms women's lives across the world. She's the world's first certified Asian female coach. She's helped over a thousand coaches worldwide. Her business has delivered hot life and hot love and a hot business to women across North America, Europe, and Asia. She's got a very popular book called The Divorce Mom's Guide to Dating, and it features her signature concept that's made dating and relationship easy peasy for both divorced, singled, and married women. So pay attention. We've got a special guest, May Vu. Let's bring her on right now. Good evening, May. Hi, how are you? Hey, how are you I'm doing? I'm great. How about you? I'm fantastic. So where are you calling in from, May? I'm calling from right now, actually, a parking lot in California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having one of those mommy days where my day is interrupted to take care of my daughter and move her from here to there. And so I'm caught in the middle of a parking lot <laughs> in California. Fantastic. And the weather is good? The weather is beautiful. Finally, we are, you know, not as bad as New York, but we have been experiencing a lot of cold days. Um, that is mm-hmm. unusual for California. But today I'm in a tank top and a pair of shorts and I feel like a Californian again. Oh, fantastic. Well, we're so pleased to have you on the show. You're kind enough to have me on your show. And I know you're a multifaceted woman. You've got a couple of different components. Um, so first of all, I'm going to tell our audience. Uh, now, I know a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of people listen kind of after the show. They listen on iTunes. They listen on Stitcher. They listen on Blog Talk Radio and tune in radio. But if you are listening live and you want to call in with a question for May, I'll give you the number just in case, 925 989 0204. Excuse me. That's the wrong number. That's, that's not the right number. I was just reading something. Let me do that again. That was my number. You guys I know. Can call me directly. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to say that. 347-945-5834. Forget that other number. Don't call it. We'll, we'll block that out, May, when, uh, in post. So <laughs> anyway, Pro, the the uh, core of your practice is really coaching um, coaching women how uh, changing how women lead love and work. So let's talk about that. Tell me a little bit about that business and the three ways that you're pushing away that meaning ladies are pushing away love, money, and success. What are the problems ladies are having, and how do you help them? Well, what I find over the last 20 years of working with over a 1,000 women worldwide, this is a universal problem. This is not just an American problem, not a Swedish problem, not an Asian problem, but the more advanced we are as women, the more we get trapped into these three places that really wrecks our love, our our ability to bring in more money, and our success. And and when you know, when you hear this, you're going to go, no way, you know, shoot, I do this all the time because I can almost guarantee you that every woman do one of these three things, if not all three things. So first of all, what women do that wrecks their love, money, and success is that we 
tend to take on way too many things. We think the whole world rests on our shoulders and we are responsible for everything. So we say yes to way too many things and we say no to very little things. And the thing that we say no to are things that support us, you know, time off mm-hmm. ourselves, exactly. putting ourselves first, that kind of stuff. Why but do you think women yes, do that? Why do you think women do that? Well, the, se- men the don't second do that. point that ties into that is that deep down inside, no matter how smart, how brilliant, how beautiful we are, we still think we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. That is the craziest thing. Uh, I've worked with women graduate from, you know, Stanford, Harvard, or your regular stay-at-home mom or whatever, you know, everyone, no matter how much they have accomplished uh, in their life, and raising children is a lot of accomplishment, we still think we don't do enough or, and mm-hmm. we're not good enough. So what's and the third the... thing that we do that's, that, mm-hmm. that really puts the, the nail on the coffin, as they say, is we, we take it as it's our responsibility to make everyone around us happy. So we walk on eggshells trying to please everyone around us. I don't know who died and made us responsible for other people's happiness, but we do that. And then, you know, so those three things work together and really shut women down and block us from the love, support, and, and success that we really want. To say nothing of how exhausted women are from carrying this weight of the world on their shoulders. Yeah, and then we become grumpy and we are difficult to love. And and if somebody say, hey, can I help you? We tend to say, no, I got it. Or we say, I don't know how you can help me. So we shove, we shove love and support away. And yet um, we constantly are looking for love and support and wish that people would love us. So um, let's flip this over for a second. So if you're a man and we have guys, guys listening to the show, can men do to help and support, be supportive of all the great things that women do for them and the people uh, around them? Well, two parts to that question. First of all, I want to like, on behalf of all the women on the planet, I want to apologize Mm -hmm. to all the men out there because I know that as your mother or or sister or or girlfriend or ex-wife or whatever, you know, the women have done a terrible job of really emasculate men. And we want the men to be really nice guy and to, and to, um, you know, not threaten us and take good care of us and all that stuff. But when men try to do it for us, first of all, we disregard them as, as someone, you know, important or meaningful when the guy is so nice we actually chew you up and throw you out and and then we complain that men don't listen and men don't play so we send so many confusing messages to men that they really don't know how to love us and that's what i've seen with all of my women all of my clients they always complain they don't have the guy in front of them but but when i look deeper with them there's always some really great men right in front of them wanting to love them but they're not letting that not letting that love in. Hmm. Now, why is that? Well, that back to the, they don't think they're good enough. They don't think they deserve mm-hmm. to be loved. And they keep, chasa, keep, keep throwing that love away. And they don't trust, you know, they don't trust themselves. Um, and they don't trust love. Oh, my gosh, there's so much baggage that we come to the table with. 
Now, uh, how then do you work when you do your coaching? Can you just give us a little overview as to what the ladies can expect and kind of how you, how you work with them? Because it sounds like uh, from the so many women you've worked with, a lot of them seem to have the same issue. So you have a formula, I'm sure. So without giving the, yeah. you know, I'm not saying giving the keys to the kingdom away here, but how do you, how do you, how do you work with the ladies? Well, Robert, I'm really uh, fortunate and also have been very determined to solve this puzzle for women and for men. Um, because when we, when, when us women are letting love in and letting men love us, the men around us, their life improves. So this is good for all, both sides. What I find is that, is that this, situation where women can, where they are hardworking, they're giving it all, and no one is appreciating them. And then when it comes to love and dating, they get left behind, they get dumped, or they're not chosen, or or they get stuck with men that they don't really want, Come can be solved in like six months or less. Can you believe it? I mean, like, I actually have a formula, and I can guarantee that you can see results in six months or less. And it, it starts with Something very simple, which is, you know, you hear, you see my 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 marketing material. I use the word hot all the time. Hot life, mm-hmm. hot love, yep. hot business, and people think that hot is in like sexy hot, but actually, the the word hot stands for something to me. Hot stands for heal, heal your heal your wounds, heal your mm-hmm. heal your baggage, heal your heart. Open. Open your heart to trust. Uh, open, uh, open yourself up to love. Let yourself be loved. Let love in. And then last but not least, trust. Trust that life's got you. Trust that you are loved. Trust that men are good. They're not terrible. And trust that you can have what you want. So when a woman is healed or healing her heart and her wounds, and then she's open to love and let love in, and then she's trusting, trusting herself and trusting life around her oh my gosh you know things change immediately they start to see oh wow may i get all this love and support oh wow so and so just asked me out oh wow my kids are behaving better it's an incredible what happened when 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 a woman become hot again mm-hmm. <laughs> literally metaphorically and uh whatever um what what happened when when the words stand for acronym wise? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So um, let me just get back to the guys again because you've said very kind words and very empathetic words about about men. And being a guy, I, I I appreciate that very much. But I also say, as a man, you know, men are human, and uh, you know, if somebody there's a lot of relationships where there's a giver and there's a taker and there's a lover and the one who's loved and guys. Uh, kind of follow the path of least resistance. And if they can get away with, uh, you know, being yes. exploitive, not on purpose, but if they, if they can just yep. get into a lazy groove uh, where they're not, uh, they're allowing the woman to carry uh, too much weight on her shoulders. What, what can guys, you know, what can they do to be, to be the best they can be? So when men and women are be at their best, everybody wins. Well, I want to, I want to take a, 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 a a little bit of a longer answer to that question because sure. I want to share my my signature concept with with your audience because when you hear this it will make sense for both sides okay so if you think about a woman there are three parts to us 
and we don't see ourselves this way, but it's really true. Inside every woman, there are three parts. One is what I call the peasant woman. She is the hardworking woman who, very, who is very earnest, and she wants to do good in the world. She wants to serve, and she's hoping that if she just does good in the world, that the world will see her and will love her and will appreciate her. So that's the peasant woman. I love my peasant woman. She works really hard. You know, mm-hmm. she shuffles her kid around. She's, she creates all these things that, that I'm able to do. But when we are stuck in the peasant mode, we, we work too hard. We take on everything, and we hurt ourselves that way. And we actually train men to be lazy to us. And men, so when a man encounter a peasant, he will, over time, take advantage of her. He can't help it. Because she trains him that way. She takes care of everything. She makes all the decisions. She she does it. So he gets on his, what you call, the lazy groove. So mm-hmm. when a woman is in her peasant mode, she trains her man to treat her poorly. There's the other two parts of her that is really important. And men actually love the other two parts of her, too. The second part of her is what I call her princess self. This is the part of her that she really knows her birthright on how to be treated really well. And she's beautiful and she shines from the inside out. A true princess, not, not, not a Disney princess, not a diva princess. You know, like if you think about a baby when a baby girl is born, you know, and you pick her up and you're like, oh, you're my princess. I want to take care of you. That's the essence of of the pureness inside us. So when a woman remember her birthright to be her princess self and to be vulnerable and soft, and she knows that she's loved in the world, men just rise up. They want to serve her. They want to love her. So I know for myself, when I shifted out of my hardworking peasant woman and let my princess self shine and let myself slow down, let myself be cute, let myself be, be beautiful, let myself be, be waited on by men. Men love it. And I actually will inspire and bring out any guy the goodness in their heart. So that's the princess. That's what she can do. But okay. that alone is not good enough because when you're just a princess, you're, you're so soft and beautiful. And then coupling that with your hardworking woman, you, you lack what I call power. You lack respect. So men might find you attractive and they, they're drawn to you. But the thing that really will keep a man and have him respect you and really devote himself to you is the third part of you, which is your powerful priestess self. Priestess. We don't mm-hmm. use that word very much in the world, but, but that is a part of us that is here on this planet to do something, to here to elevate humanity. Mm-hmm. And she has clarity and wisdom. So when these three parts of us, what I call the three Ps, your peasant, your princess, and your priestess are working together, men, when we are in relationship with a man, he finds it worthwhile to rise up and, and love all three parts of us. And that's what keeps the relationship hot. You, are, you were thinking earlier, you know, how do we keep a long-term relationship hot and passionate and maintain that we don't fall asleep on each other? When we tap into these three parts of us, we will keep the relationship hot for the whole lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was very well uh, articulated, and particularly the area of the pole priestess. I, you know, I was thinking of my wife while you were talking about that, and she's definitely in the priestess mode. And that, that to me, over time, uh, mm-hmm. has become something that's become more and more attractive to me. Uh, in some mm-hmm. ways, she's a teacher for me, as well as, you know, I have a three-year-old mm-hmm. son. He's a teacher for me also in a different way. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. those are the type of things, if you're a guy, that you don't think about that much. But over time, you know, sex is sex and, you know, romance is romance. But when you're with somebody over an extended period of time, if they can help, uh, if they can help elevate humanity and you being mm-hmm. their closest confidant, you're a- a- along with humanity, that's really fantastic and it keeps you... Uh, coming back for more and more and wanting to really savor every day. So that was very well said, May. So thank you on behalf of our listeners. Um, What are a couple of tips? Give us like, uh, I know you also uh, are involved in the the dating area uh, where you wrote the divorce mom's uh, guide to dating. I believe it is divorce mom's guide to dating. Um, What, before we get into the particulars of that, can you give a couple of uh, tips about how women can let, more love into their lives and, and maybe it's maybe it's beyond women maybe it's just how people can let love into their lives more it, that's really true because it's so strange robert and i'm sure you 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 see this and and you talk about this in your work too you know it's like we all seek love and yet love is the last thing that we we let in we are mm-hmm. so afraid of it it's too intimate. It brings up issues of self-worth. Am I good enough? You know, am I worthy to be loved? What if, if you really know me, then you wouldn't love me anymore? All of that stuff happens for both men and women. Um, some of the, sometimes, you know, when, when I see the right match, I would match my clients with, you know, with certain men that I, I, I that I come across. And I find it so fascinating where both people would be so shy and have such a hard time letting love in, even though I have vetted both sides, you know, it's like, no, no, trust me. And so, so how do we let more love in? I really truly believe that we, you hear this and it's so hard to do. And yet it's so simple, which is you got to love yourself first. If you don't Mm -hmm. love yourself, you don't know how to let someone else love you. Agree. Most of the t- most of the time, people go at loving themselves by trying to by trying to do it themselves. So they read a book, the book tells them. So then they have a new thought in their head. Oh, I should love myself. So now it becomes a should, and and then they judge themselves for not loving themselves. So you see, now they're down to that path of not loving themselves again. When you can be in community with people, with other people who are practicing the same thing and you can see other people on that same journey to learn to love themselves and you participate in supporting them just as they are participating in supporting you and you know how to share the shame and the stories of the past that really wound you that's when you start to release the shame that's when that love for yourself will automatically just scoot in without you having to shoot yourself into it. So it's mm-hmm. a very delicate paradox on how to love yourself. And what I have seen is most people go at it with wholehearted intention to love themselves, but they end up judging themselves instead of loving themselves. 
I think you're right. I, I, I like to, the way I kind of say it is like, you have to make room. If you want somebody new in your heart, and I see this with people who were searching for a partner, is that you have to make room in your heart. It's like, if you need a new couch, you have to make sure that there's room in the house for the couch, you know, so not, yeah. you know, you have to have room in your heart for somebody new. If you're all clogged up and blocked in there or yeah. not, not loving yourself, you're not going to have room for, for, for the love for somebody else. So you really have to kind of carve out a place in your heart that's open and available to be able to uh, yeah, accept and nourish. When, and, uh, right? when, you love, when you love yourself, your heart empty out of all the crap, all the story, all the hurt, all the wounds. When you don't love yourself, your heart is cluttered with pain, with anguish, with stories of what has been done to you and all this crap that goes on and on in your head. So exactly what you say, you know, clear out that old couch. It's got holes in it. It's no longer good for you. So how do you let go of those old stories and start loving yourself? Because when you love yourself, you are really at peace. There's no noise in your head. There's no heaviness in your heart. That's when you can let someone else in. Okay. So what are the kind of the the three biggest mistakes women make to kind of push money, love, and success away? And I, I assume most of them don't even know what they're doing when they're doing this. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned that a little earlier. So we take on everything. We are run by guilt and fear that we're not good enough. And we we walk on eggshells trying to please people around us. And okay. those strategies never work, but we keep doing it. And we keep thinking, oh, that's just mean I'm not doing a good enough job. <laughs> it, but it's mm-hmm. not. You've got to stop. And, and sometimes you have to even be more selfish. So it's so interesting how it's really not selfish, but for most people, they would interpret putting themselves first as, as selfish. So I'll call it what people call it, you know. Be more selfish. Put mm-hmm. yourself first. Say Got no it. to people, you know, and, and, and risk offending people. It's okay. You're going to be okay. You said something earlier that I want to catch, which is this whole sex part. Um, you said about for the men, you know, like, like priestess, you know, how – when she has a calling in the world, it's very attractive and you, and you feel called for so that you serve your wife and you love her. And, and I totally agree with you. And what people don't know about sex and the three Ps is so important. So each one of the three Ps experience sex differently. Mm-hmm. The peasant has hear sex you. differently. Mm-hmm. The princess has sex differently and the priestess has sex differently and when you realize that and know how to tap into that your sex life will not dive down your sex life will get hotter and get better over time so I really love this three-piece concept I'm so glad that it got channeled through me so that I can study it I've been studying it for the last oh my gosh 20 years and it's so fascinating how the three P's and 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 integrate that into your life, into your, your bedroom, into your work. It's hard. Okay. Let's, um, excellent. Let's move on to the, the book, The Divorce uh, Mom's Guide to Dating, because I think that's fascinating. What are the, what are the main, main challenges 
that divorced moms have. I noticed that you made the book uh, about divorced moms, not just divorced women. So, and there's a whole layer of other complications and circumstances when you're a divorced mom versus just a divorced woman. So let me ask you this. Let me take a half step back. Why, Why did you choose to write about divorced moms and what are the challenges that they have that maybe divorced women don't have? Yeah, so the book the book actually will serve all women on the planet. And okay. I particularly zoom in on the divorced moms who are dating again because the pain of a divorced mom dating again kind of like triple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, and I'm a divorced mom myself, so I know this place inside out. I live it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're divorced, you have a set of pain, um, shame, regret, all that stuff. And, you know, nobody ever plans their life, you know. When you were 16, you don't sit at the window and go, one day I'm going to get, you know, grow older and meet my the prince of my life and, you know, and then we're going to have two two babies and then we're going to divorce. Nobody ever right. planned for that. So <laughs> exactly. so being divorced is a shock and it's, yep. a, it's a painful shock and it's a mm-hmm. whole boatload of rejection that you have to go overcome. And then being a mom add so much more complication to it. First of all, being a divorced mom, you can't get rid of the ex. A divorced woman can get rid of the ex and could say, I'll never see you again. No, he's the father of your children. Oh, my God. His behavior continues to impact your life and your children's life. So you have to protect your kids from him and all this craziness that goes with that, Mm -hmm. with that um, the fact that the ex is still in the picture. And then you know, the children, you know, we have so much guilt because we're run by guilt and feel that we're not good enough, right? So so being a mom, we and we look at our children and they don't have the dad around anymore. The family's broken up. We have so much guilt so that we tend to put the kids in front of us. We um we hide behind the children. We sacrifice ourselves for the children and and we put ourselves last. And so we run an extra level of depletion that a divorced woman doesn't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so, then putting on uh, that, put your career and your business on there. Woo! Now, now you have, you know, a triple effect. And then dating. Oh, my gosh. So anyway. Back so to- how does... Okay, no, how does a, that's great, and uh, well stated as, as always. Um, how, if you're a divorced mom, then how do you get started getting back into the, the dating life, uh, which can be very daunting and you're dealing with, you know, you're going to have some baggage, you're going to have some emotional issues, and you're going to have that ex hanging, hovering around somewhere because you've got these kids, unless the kids are, you know, grown. So, what's the first thing that a divorced mom needs to do to get back into the swing of things in terms of dating? Uh, I can tell you a whole bunch of not to do too. Okay. <laughs> it's like, don't go and get a boob job. Don't go and fix your face. There's nothing wrong with you and you're fine the way you are. So most of the women that come to me, the first thing I say to them is to stop dating. Stop dating because the way they're dating, they're hurting themselves. Before you do anything, could you please just like do some work to heal yourself, to start, give yourself a leg up, you know, start tending to the hurt part inside you. That's why hot start with an H. You've got to heal yourself. If you're not healed yet, get some help. 
honestly, I mean, this is why I dedicate my life to this. This is why you dedicate your life to doing this, right? Because you know how important it is for a woman or a man to get started. Is you got to start healing yourself before you take yourself out and throw yourself in the mm-hmm. dating arena. Because dating arena is just a reflection of where you are. So if you are wounded inside, you are going to attract crazy wounded men who's going to hurt you, who's going to abandon you, who's going to reinforce what you are afraid of. I think you're 100% right. That's what dating is for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, people need to hear this again. You know, it's like when you go out into the dating pool, the dating pool is simply a mirror to let you know where you are with yourself. If you are encountering men who have commitment issues, who, who are flaked, blah, 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 look at yourself and see where you have commitment issues and start healing those places. That's now the Okay. Now I'm going to make an assumption that most divorced moms, uh, depending on the age of their kids, they probably want to, they're not looking to like just date and bed hop. They, they want to get into a relationship at some point or, or, or maybe not. Tell, tell me what, uh, what, what do, do, in your experience, divorced moms, what are they looking for when they get into the dating scene? Or, or do they not know? Because I think to your point that you were just talking about, having been on Match.com before I met my wife, and we actually met on Match.com, but um, I dated a lot of women who had kids, you know, who were divorced, who had kids, mm-hmm. uh, just based on age and everything. And I didn't, I didn't really hold it against uh, somebody if they had kids or not, as long as they could mm-hmm. manage, manage. And uh, you yeah. know, if it was going to make my life complicated, then it was going to be no. But if they had it under control, fine. But I noticed that a lot of the women who were divorced and uh, or were moms or both, they would get online and you'd meet them and they'd have no idea what they wanted. They were just kind of putting yeah. their toe in the water without a thought in the world. They didn't have a, not that you have right. to have a formalized game plan, but you at least have to know what you want. Exactly. Well, and that's part of the, the, the process of dating actually is dating is, is such a powerful thing to do, but most people don't understand the dating process. So then they, they end up letting that dating process hurt them instead of, instead of help them. So in other words, when you go out on a date and you are encountering different men, each engagement helps you figure out what it is that you want and don't want. Yep. Use it for that. Instead of use it to hurt yourself, go, oh, he didn't want me, he's not calling me. It's like that is just like so useless to you. But if you see that, oh, my gosh, I'm out and now I don't want that for sure. Now I didn't know that I need to put that on my list of what I want and don't want. So like you said, get to know what it is that you want because if you know what you want, you're going to attract it right away. I promise you. But most of the time, women don't know what you want. The second thing, too, is that um, different women, depending on your situation, different divorced moms want different things. So the divorced moms who are in their early 40s with a couple of kids who are less than 15, they uh-huh. want a husband and rebuild the family. So they're looking for that one person who would fit in and who would, you know, put the kids and all that stuff first and become great partners for them. Right. I, I, I see that and I'm like, oh, that's, that's like another chance to repeat repeat the first failure but mm-hmm. that's what they need right now so 
that's what that's what they're looking for. And then there's the other group of divorced moms who the kids are a little grown or they're either in college or out of college or on their way to college. Those moms actually are different. They they actually are hungering for much more than than a husband. Their they their concern is they really want an ideal companion who would be their their companion for life, mm-hmm. but not lose their freedom. That part is really interesting. This is where the priestess comes in. So those women are more in touch with their priestess and their princess, and they really want their princess and the priestess to be met. Mm-hmm. The younger woman wants wants to be met at the peasant level, which is I still have child rearing to do. So I need a partner to come in here who loves me, make my peasant feel safe, bring out my princess so I feel special again, but just stay here and work on, you know, finishing out raising my children with me. So those are two different groups of women and they want different things. Okay. So, uh, now, if you're getting back in dating, and let's say a woman's been married 10 years, whatever, and she goes back into the dating pool, they're going to have to go, obviously, if you're lugging along a couple of kids, young kids or whatever, and you're divorced and you, you, know, you want to meet somebody and rebuild the family, or if you're older and you got you know, it was long-term marriage and you're now you're single and the kids are grown or you didn't have kids or whatever, you're still going to probably have to go online and use technology. So... What advice do you have for the uh, divorced moms who uh, are going to make that foray into the online dating world? I would say, again, it starts with you got to know what you want and you got to know what you're looking for. And don't go online to look for the one. Oh, my God. I know I hear stories of people finding the one and all that stuff. That's nice. But the, the percentage of people who have wasted time online, I don't know about other women, but I know my woman and me, we're way too busy for that kind of stuff. When you get online, you have to waste all this time, you know, talking back and forth to these men that most of the time the conversation never become anything. And it's just a waste of time. Honestly, take some time. Give me two or three months so that I can heal your heart and then help you get clear on what it is that you want. When you're clear, you he's right in front of you. You don't have to work that hard. You don't have to and if you go online you will attract him and call him right away. If but if you're not and you're out there dating and checking online and wasting a lot of time emailing back and forth, that's a clear sign that you haven't done the healing. Your heart is really not open and you're not really trusting. So that's why you haven't pulling the, the guy that you want so it sounds like um there's kind of a spiritual aspect to what you're talking about it sounds like and i think this is true with uh people who try to or, or, or want to manifest that they like want 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 and they're they're not getting themselves in alignment they're working too hard at wanting keeping themselves in a state of want instead of aligning themselves with what's what they want uh which is a different, even though I use the word want again, it's, it's a different paradigm. Help me out with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can want this in craving and needing when you are coming at it with the craving and needy energy, you're going to draw to you 
craving and needy stuff. Either you're going to draw to to you a guy who's really needy and draw from you, or you're going to keep coming up with zero, keep going mm-hmm. up empty because you're in that that space. When you when you are surrounded by a community that loves you and you start to look in the mirror and see that, man, I'm hot stuff. I love myself. I actually don't need a man right now, and I'm, I'm good, you know, and I can have any man that I want. When a woman could feel like you can have any man you want, that's when the right man showed up. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the indication. But when you are still needy and hungry and you look in the mirror and you don't see the beauty in you and you think a boob job is going to save you, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. Uh, it might help. I'm t- <laughs> kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot right. I'm talking to a man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sex on the first date, yes or no? It depends. If you're having sex for your own pleasure or you're having sex to trap a man? Good answer. I like it. A unique answer and a good answer. Fantastic. So tell us, uh, tell our audience, May, where they can find out more about you on social media, about your uh, working as a coach with the individuals, um, where they can find you, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, the name of your book, where they can find the book, and uh, you know, just your basic information. I would love, 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 love for you to, to get my, my concept in your hands. So go to Amazon and get my book, The Divorce Mom's Guide to Dating. Super easy. You can get the Kindle version or the, the hard copy. I highly recommend the hard copy. I have me, so many women said, I read your book three times, and each time I got new information. Because what's in this book is new information for humanity. It's not the same old regurgitated, you know, self-help stuff. So try it out. And if you don't like it, just let me know. I'll refund your money, honestly. Because I really think the three Ps is an amazing concept that everyone needs to know. Even the men who have read my book, um, they love it. And they send me little notes and saying, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't think that that this was for me, but it really spoke to me. So men love this concept because they want it easier to love their woman. And when they, they read this, they can understand what mode their woman is in and they can help them. So the Divorce Mom's Guide to Dating. And to be honest, we are at a very opportune time right now where my event is coming up. My live event is coming up at the end of April. I do it three times a year, once in August, once in April, and once in November. Um, so Go to hotlifehotlove.com, hotlifehotlove.com, and get yourself into my, into my event. Be an audience member and give me two days. I'm going to change your life in two days, and you're going to walk away with so much information that you can apply right away. I promise you. I've had women that said, oh, my God, I attended your event I came home and I just said to my husband who has been sitting on a couch for many years that's it I'm done you know I cannot do this anymore her priestess takes over and she called it an end to that to that marriage and Mm -hmm. three months later her husband completely turned around pursued her and begged for forgiveness and turned everything around it's stories like that happens all Love the time it. from people that come to my event. So those are the two places that I want to send you. Get my book 
and go to the website, hotlifehotlove.com. From there, you'll find me. It's super easy, and, you know, your life will change. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, I know you're sitting in a parking lot. You're not the first guest who's called up from a parking lot, by the way. I totally get it. <laughs> Yay, and, I'm so uh, glad. <laughs> and I don't want you to get overheated in a parking lot in California. So I want to thank you so much for uh, returning the favor of being on my show after I was on your show. And I, I'm really glad I've gotten to know you and I hope we keep up our connection. And I think your, your three P's are fantastic. And I think your message is fantastic also. So please keep up the good work. Let's stay in touch. And again, thanks so much for being on guys, guys radio and helping our listeners out there. Thanks Robert. We should do a double book, book tour or bookstop sometimes that would be so much fun all right well let's do the band yeah that would be great let's let's all right we'll follow up let's talk about that all right maybe we can do something yeah okay all right stay well and good luck with your uh, event in april thank you thank you okay okay that's our special guest may vu the amazing may vu i might ask and uh her book is the Divorced Mom's Guide to Dating and Hot Life, hotlove.com and maybucoach.com. Check her out. She's terrific and I highly, highly endorse her. And I'm, again, glad I've gotten to know her. It's always good to know cool people like me. So that's our show for this evening. Next week, we're back on, when, on Tuesday, actually, next Tuesday. Um, Ann Tucker, an author, is going to be on the show. Uh, I have to, uh, I don't have to, but I'm attending a friend of mine, Brad Zimmerman, is a comedian. He's got a one-man show in New York uh, right now uh, called uh, My Son, the Jewish Waiter. And he's got a second, a second play, self-titled play that he's working on about uh, my rise to the middle. And he's testing it out. And when you do any new piece of work, you want to have a good audience around you. And I've seen different versions of the show. So I'm going to go there on Wednesday. We're going to go to see, we're going to do our show, uh, Guys Guys Radio, on Tuesday of next week. So until then, I hope you have a great week. Uh, remember that uh, when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better win, better men, better world. And as always, as I like to say, guys, guys, finish first.